Hello world, this is the Brother to Brother Show. I'm your host, K-Mo. Thank you for taking this journey with us with real men, real problems, real solutions. Let's go. All right, we're back to the Brother to Brother Show. I'm your host, K-Mo. Uh, I'm here with two gentlemen, uh, one I've done some work with and the other one I've done, um, I was on a show with um, not too long ago with uh, Mr. Mental uh, Mental Health with Marty. And uh, I really want him, both of them to kind of introduce themselves and then we go right into our discussion today. So uh, gentlemen, can you please uh, introduce yourself? Thank you for having me. Thank you, Beyond Dolphin. Thank you, no problem. Yeah, so Mr. K. Mose, listen, so glad to uh, be back on here, man, and, and proud of what you're doing and keep doing what you're doing to lift up what we need to do, man. And again, my name is Marty Sellers, and I'm the host of the Mental Health Matters with Marty podcast and Facebook live show, and just glad to be on here. Thank you so much, Jennifer, for, for, for being on the Brother to Brother show, where we have conversation with other men of color about relationships, health, and how to be better men in the community. So um, to, to today's conversation is around, is equality really equality in a relationship? I'll say that again. Is equality really equality in a relationship? I know both of you all can tell your story about you know your relationship past if you could do do that for me and then we go right into some questions so um please anybody you uh mental health of marty <laughs> you know um 
you threw out a very, I don't want to call it a dangerous, but it's one of those double-edged sword questions. Right. What is equality and, and is there equality? And and as a therapist, I share with people, you, you need to come up with what are the boundaries in your own relationship. Mm, okay. Because we think too often that we have to be equal in everything. Well, mm-hmm. that's just not, that's not, two people are not equal in everything. Right. Whether it's in, in a relationship, whether it's in a friendship, whether it's in a, in a work relationship, or, or what have you. And, and I like the term uh, of not necessarily equal giving, but we're both making equal sacrifices towards the, towards the sustaining of the relationship. Nice, nice. So I think too often we want to pair equals when it comes to, well, I'm equal to you because I make just as much money. Well, money does not save a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm equal to you because I, I'm, uh, I can do X, Y, and Z. Well, well that doesn't, you know, we, we have to get down to what do we need in a relationship. I don't necessarily believe that, that believe in quote-unquote equality in a relationship. Mm-hmm. only thing I'm, I'm concerned about, are we equally making the sacrifice? Are nice. we equally giving 100%? Because, you know, as much as we love that Teddy, Teddy Grass uh, song, you know, if you talk about 50-50 love, it, it's a great song. It's the wrong message. Right. Because unless both parties are given 100% in whatever that might be that you're bringing 100% in, mm-hmm. that's the only way any type of relationship is going to survive. And that we're constantly evaluating, we're constantly communicating, we're constantly refining what that 100% looks like. Because 100% in year one of a relationship mm. does not look the same as 100% in year 15. Right. And, and I was married, Steve knows, for 15 years. <laughs> and we did not have an a, a equal relationship. We didn't have equal hardly anything. Uh, and, and so as a result of that, we... We hit the point, what I like to call sometimes the point of no return, because we could not sit down and have a civil conversation about what I'm contributing and what you're contributing to that relationship, which ended up us in getting um, a divorce. Right. Um, and, but I'm a much healthier person as a result of it, and I believe she is as well. Let's stay right there for a minute uh, with you. So when and why did you get married? Why did I get? I, <laughs> you keep asking me all these loaded questions. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, coming from a domestic violence household where I saw my, my father um, beat my mother for 16 years, so I have to start there that I did not see a healthy relationship modeled mm-hmm. because. So, so my, my foundation was already cracked. Mm. And so in my thoughts, as long as we are not, I'm not hitting you, you're not trying to buck up against me. We good. Then I can make this work. Then we right, got it right. right yeah. and, 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 and as we all know, that's not even the case. Right. Um, so many marriages and so many couples come into my office and I, when they come in there, the first thing I'll ask them is, why are you here? And the, the man came and says, well, A, 
ain't nothing wrong. I, I don't know why. I'm here. <laughs> right, right. And I look up to the wife and I said, "Well, why are you here?" She goes, "Because I want a divorce." Mm. <laughs> right. And, and his mind is blown. He goes, "We don't fight. We don't do anything." She goes, "That's the point. We don't do anything." So, so we have not communicated what this equality or what this balance is in our relationship in our marriage and so now i'm done i want to get out and how many marriages are like that now become in relationships because no one communicates them effectively and people want out now one of the relationships i i truly admire and i'm not just saying this because he's on the on the phone is my boy steve here uh dolphin because he and his wife have deliberately made some choices. Now, that's not to say that everything has gone well in their, their room, but they had to wait, work through some situations. Wow. But I'm excited to see that they are still married, that they have young men, they're not boys anymore, in an Ivy League school, and the tuition ain't cheap. It's more than some folks about cars, houses, and debt all wrapped into one each year for two boys, young men, and they're driven in the medical field to black young men in a highly competitive field among their white counterparts. And they managed to keep that family together. Why? Because they were intentional. Why? Because they had discussions. Why? Because they were purposeful. Right. Thank you so much. Dolphin, what do you got for me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, <laughs> um, yeah, and this is, what Marty is saying is so true and so factual. You know, this is my second marriage. You know? Okay. So okay. When you talk about, you know, I was divorced. I have, my, I have, a, you know, I have a son that's almost 30. Mm-hmm. And, um, which is amazing to me. <laughs> but, um, that makes me old, man. Old. Old. man. No, I ain't I'm flying. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you, when you think about that and coming and, and going into my first marriage, I, I tell that I can either duplicate what I did wrong in that first marriage right. and do it again all over again or take some things away from that first failure in, in that marriage and, and choose not to do that again in the future. Now, did I get it all right? Absolutely not. You know, does, does anyone get it all right? Absolutely not. But I think if you have two willing parties that's willing to go through the storm together, right. And, and 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 understand that quitting is never going to be an option. Right, makes a difference. Absolutely. You know, I think, you know yes, easier said than done, and everyone usually actually walk into that relationship thinking that. But you know, but then when it, when, it, when it gets real hot and heavy and and, uh, and funky in the relationship, you need to choose to take that left road instead of taking the right road. You know, right. so I think right. that for us getting into that, you know, going into I mean, my first marriage, I, was, I got married very young. To the wrong person, you know. So you know, so we clashed. We didn't know. We didn't know each other. Yes, and it was absolutely the wrong person. And right. I think that it took four years for me to really man up and say, you know what, I got to get out of this. This is not healthy. This is not out of shine. It's not healthy for him to see a relationship like this, you know. And um, thank God I had friends like Marty and you know my buddy Brent and all mm, my best mm. friends to this day and yeah. family members like, like other men right. that you know that, that have my back and you know and like yo, yo Steve you know you really want to do this and not just not just say man you're, you're not and not just be in that mindset of 
shutting it down, let's go, let's start over. But actually being in my corner, just saying, let's, 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 you know, let's work through this. Let's right. talk, let's talk through this. You know, so, and, and, you know, that being said, you know, it came, you know, and supported me in my decision to move to, uh, to, to leave that marriage. You know, and because I had to figure out that I'm, I had to find out for myself that I wasn't leaving my son. Mm-hmm. I was leaving the marriage. Right. And I think a lot of times we struggle with that, especially when kids are involved. Right. And if you're, you know, if you, if you're a type of dad that, you know, you enjoy being a dad and want an understanding responsibility. And that being said, moving into the next marriage, it took me some time. You know, right. we dated three, almost four years before we got married. You know, okay. so some of the things that, you know, I'm a, pro- a big proponent of not duplicating uh, you know, going, you know, duplicating the same errors I made the first time by just meaning, you know, a knee-jerk reaction with think this is person is the one. Right. Time will prove if a person is the one. Gotcha. In my opinion. Okay. All right. So what does that look like for, you know, you talked about why you got, why you initially got married. You said it was the timing you, you took your time, asked the right questions, and it evolved to what you wanted to evolve into. So with that, what did you all have an idea of what that balance looked like or what equality looked like in a relationship? What I mean by that is, you know, does a man pay for everything? Does a woman pay for everything? Um, is it more traditional? Because as you all can see, we're moving into a different, you know, uh, light with feminist movement, Me Too movement, those things, which I support wholeheartedly, I'm kind of confused uh, where it's going because I feel like, you know, everybody wants what they want, but, you know, the balance is leaving um, homes and I'm, I'm, I'm really afraid of that. So anybody want to take that? Yeah, real quick. I think it's a slippery slope, right? In right. Uh, everybody wants to be equal when it could when it when it's convenient in my opinion. Okay. And I don't make it on a path here that maybe that be maybe look a little get a little feathers, but you know what I mean? So I think that you can't have everything and discount, you know, something. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I think that it's important that if you if you you gotta be careful, you know, words are powerful, right? So you say mm-hmm. that you want a specific Response and then the person you're going, you're, you're with, says that, well, you said you wanted to be equal. What does that look like to you? Right. Does equal to me, right. you mean that you pay all the time or we both go Dutch on you know, right. occasion? Right. right. And the reality of the thing is, I think that um, people struggle with that in the sense of, you know, we want to be, we want to be respected, but that's, that's, that's not being equal. Respect is, Everyone should be respected. So that's not yeah. a, a, to me on the same platform of being equal. And I think that when you get down to get granular on different aspects of okay, we make this kind of money, I make that kind of money and I get to say whatever, you know, I don't think that's a fair um, a fair take on, you know, what no. it really looks like. In, in, in a marriage, it's never gonna be equal. Right. You know, and when you raise kids, it's never gonna be equal. Mm-hmm. You know, so right, right, right. My wife told me that Early on in the marriage, she said, I know it's never going to be equal when it comes to, you know, raising kids because mom's role is different than dad's role. 
you know. Right. And, and, and the funny thing about it, yeah, when they're very young, you know, we have twin boys. Yeah. So we had a busy household. Right. So in the right early days, you know, she was predominantly the one yes. holding it down. Right. That, you know, I would, you know, and she still worked, and you know, I worked, and that kind of thing. I was primarily, I was primarily the breadwinner, but. It was never even in the parenting role. It wasn't equal. But I know you all so both think. Older, uh huh. It, it shifted, you know, because and she understood yeah. that. So I can't gotcha. teach them how to be men. Right. And she understood that and respected that. And then the, the roles shifted. The ties changed. Where I became more uh, holding it down with them as far as when they got older. And, you know. Okay. Current. So the whole equal thing is that people got to be real careful what they say was equal, and, and then don't get pissed off, or upset. When the per- their, their partner says that, well, okay, you, play, you said you wanted to play this equal game. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Because it, it, it may not look the same to both people. And, and I want to uh, thank you so much for that. Uh, Marty, I want you to take this one. Um, and it goes to back goes back what Dolphin was saying actually just a few minutes ago about equal. You kind of, I wanted, I wanted the conversation to go this way. So what does that look like now, um, especially, you know, for somebody like me, I'm not married, I'm dating, but in a, I hear a lot of times women say, um, I want a man who is emotionally mature and that's somebody that is emotionally ready and um, someone who can articulate how he feels. And I say that because just like Dolphin said, you got to be careful what you preach because a man who is, can articulate how he feels, that might rub women the wrong way because they're not used to it. Yeah, there you go. So, what about in your profession, Mark? Right, right. Yeah. You know, I, I think we have to be, too often we go into relationships not knowing where we are at. Hmm. Come on now. You know, because we have not totally healed or taken time to to understand what are the things that we need and who's the person we're going to need that's going to be the best support, the best defender, the best protector, provider, all those things. And I think it goes both ways um, in that because a woman does protect her man. A man does protect his one. The, 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 the way the approach we do it might be different, different right. but the role of responsibilities are different. See, we don't understand roles in a relationship, and we want to just say, well, you need to do this because that's what... No, we cannot have um, expectations, roles that are not clear, that are not communicated, mm-hmm. that are not revisited, right. that are not reviewed, yeah. all those things. And, and, and so we have these, so I now have a false expectation mm-hmm. that I have not communicated Come on with someone that I barely know and don't know enough of their own trauma, mm. what their family background is like, and I'm trying to say, oh, we're just going to be a happy couple. Right. We're just going to do all this. No. Well, you got to do some of the work. Yeah. yeah. It's not fair, right? So, and, and, and my job is not necessarily, I'm not responsible, not necessarily for your healing. Yeah. So you got to come into the relationship knowing you're ready for a relationship. Too many people are in, are in relationships who have no business 
being in relationships because you have not healed from your own trauma, from your past and self-inflicted trauma, but you're expecting this other person to be the, the savior. And can I say this? Captain Save-A-Ho. Yeah. I am not Superman Captain Save-A-Ho. So I'm not going to save you. I do that enough when I want therapy. So you're going to pay me on a weekly basis. Right. I don't want to have to do that in my own home, come home to do that. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I'm, that's just Marty. I'm sorry. Uh, don't please, y'all don't be offended. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's just what I've been at Marty's. Send your tweets and email. I'm changing my email. No, no, but that's. I mean, that's 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 speaking to what we were talking about, and I have a lot of conversation with my 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 guys and. You know, um, you know, uh-huh. you all know, you all already know uh, as black men, especially over 35, we weren't raised to have conversation about our feelings. It was all about, right. Right. T- you know, toughen up. Don't talk about it. You know, um, you know, uh, wear your wear your mask all the time. And now women are asking for those type of relationships where they want to instead of just go home with somebody that's that's quiet. But to have a conversation, and I always tell my friends, you got to be careful with that. If you're not used to some a man having conversation about how he feels, you have to prepare for it because you're not ready for what he's about to say. And, you know, I, I, I know that, again, uh, because in, in my situations and in, in my relationships um, and in, in talking to men uh, and talking to females, too, about like, well, they have to say it, and, and Dolphin, you was about to say something. They have to say it like this. And I'm like, well, you mm-hmm. make you want me to say how I feel in a manner mm-hmm. that you're used to. Right. So can you all can you talk a little bit about that, Dolphin, in your relationship, oh, a God. military guy? <laughs> you know. So is right. that how how does that work? Like I don't understand. How does that work? Yeah. Right. So yeah. You have those different type of demographics regional, you know, cultural yes. differences that that happen. You know, New Yorkers all New Yorkers per, per se they have the, they have the stereotype of being very blunt, right? Yes, yes. Being very forthcoming and that kind of thing and being very loud and you know, that kind of thing. So now you interject you, you inject that person into a, a society or a culture, a different an area where a people a person they want more of a flowery right. approach to the conversation. Mm-hmm. That could be struggle now because now what happens is uh, a person like myself who was used to being you shoot you up my, my approach to conversations like that would be it's just straight in the chest with it. Yeah. You know, because I grew up in an environment where we didn't miss our words, we just tell you how we felt, the moment you felt you felt it, and that's it. You know, and, and off we go. Right. And so then that's the, but again, in the, in the under the guise of being fair, I have to understand that okay, my my wife was not raised in an environment like that. Okay. So she was raised in an area of, you know, where, you know, for her, I had to figure out how to best communicate to her with without offending her and then and we still had the struggle. I mean, we've been married almost 21, 21 years, and right. we still have the conversations of, man, you can't be expecting me to open up to you, but when I do open up to you, because I'm not saying the way you want me to say it, right. you get offended. Because now what I'm going to do is love it. Yeah. And then I'm going to sit on that, and then do on that, and then that's not healthy for me, and then you, you, you go back and forth on that. You right. know? So, but 
that's my wife, that's my partner. I want, I want, you know, we as guys, we don't want to be in a protective mode of our family. Mm-hmm. So we want to protect her feelings as well, but we don't want to hurt her feelings, but that's also hurting us. You know? Yeah. So, you know, how do you, it's a fine dance you have to always have with how we convey that information. But then it comes to a point where, you know what, if I, what do you prefer? Me not telling you anything? Or me being straight up with you how I feel at the moment and understanding that you're, you know, we are safe here. And knowing that I can say what I got to say, even if it may, be, it may come across as harsh, but know that my intent is not to hurt you. Yeah. That kind of make sense? Absolutely. But you got to, I believe, you got to say those words early on, you know, and understand each other early on and say that you got to be open with that. And yet you're right. I mean, as guys, we're so programmed to, um, to be quiet or as far as not to share our feelings, but we felt like that's a sign of weakness. Mm-hmm. And understanding that, but, and it, but again, once you hear that, once you know that, and that's not the case, you can't use that as an excuse anymore. You gotta be able, you gotta be able to say, okay, this is what I feel right now at this moment in time. And I may not feel this way tomorrow. I mean, cause I may, I may be, you know, feeling nicer tomorrow or whatever. I have the word, the proper right. way of way. Right? And then we'll talk about it then again. But understand that if I'm telling you this way, you, you know, I am not trying to attack you. Right. I'm just trying to tell you how I feel at this moment. And I prefer, I think that I don't believe in the whole thing of, well, wait till I, you know, wait, wait, and I'll talk to you next week about it. Right, absolutely. Next week will come again. Yeah, it's not that important. I'm not going to talk about it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's crazy. But yeah. you have to be forthcoming. You got to be, you know, you got to, and, and then your, your significant other got to understand that I can't be that delicate that I can't take it. Right. If I choose you to share this life with, I choose all of you right. to share this life with. Right. The good and the bad, and how cliche that may sound, that's what it is. Now you can't tolerate, you can't, you can't um, deal with that. Then you gotta check yourself. And so I want to add to that, um, Mar- Marty. You always say this. You always say, uh, I forgot the, the the you how you pose it, but I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, paraphrase and then go from there. You always talk mm-hmm. about a man needs to have a woman that he feels like he can lay his pillow you know, next to, and it's like a comfort, yeah, yeah, it's this yeah, comforting yeah. thing. And often when you're talking, I always try to use the same analogy. Like, you know, I can be, I, tr- I always say I'm, I'm, I don't want to yell at my partner because I feel like you're yelling at a partner, you're attacking the person. But I, I, I do have passion about what I'm saying because I want you to know that I'm serious about this and I care about it enough to even initiate or have the conversation with you. So all that said, I'm, I've been married for 20 years like you, brother, and I, and I don't have the kids like that. So, and Marty, I know that you've had a lot of experience, but when I try to approach relationships from a healthy manner, and I'm not saying I'm, I'm, I'm definitely not perfect, I always come from assuming the best. And I remember I worked, I I, I, I always used to get that from a, 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 one of my previous jobs I worked at. We used to do a, um, a icebreaker and was like, always try to assume the best. And that's hard. But I, in my mind, if I'm finding somebody, like you said, Dolphin, that I choose to spend the rest of my life with, for when you go under those words, when you're married to somebody, that you're assuming that this person is not attacking you, especially if they're not yelling and, you know, touching on you or anything like that, exactly. that it's coming from a good place. 
and, a, and it's coming out from love. It's coming from. It's not coming from attack mode. It's. I always look at it as right. the relationship is bigger than you and I. Of course. The relationship sets is 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 its own entity, and I owe it to the right. relationship to be able to tell you how I feel, not in a negative way, and not even trying. But even if it comes off that way, you know, even though people you know say what they say, a hurtful manner is not to hurt you. But it's, it's for you to understand how I feel. And if I don't tell you how I feel, I'm going to affect the relationship even more. Absolutely. I totally agree with you. And, and even when they come to therapy, I let them know I'm not rooting for the individual. I'm rooting for the relationship. Because like you said, the relationship has to supersede mm. me as an individual, you as an individual. We are one. So we have to think and act and, and breathe and sleep and eat as one. So we, I'm rooting for the relationship. And one thing I said, there are no secrets in couple therapy, mm. period. Because we cannot keep those secrets. We have to make sure we are disclosing everything about each other so that we make the relationship that much stronger. Absolutely. Last. And, and great, personally, great. I think mm-hmm. that you got to have, you got to be, you look the end game. Because if you walk right and the end in the end game is I'm just doing this before now to get out of this, then it's already over, right. in my opinion. Right. 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 You know, but if you know the end, if you know there's no exit plan, mm. then you can really start peeling away those right. layers to get to what's going on there. And again, again, right. I, I, I we we had this conversation here in my in my wife with my wife, I say all the time. You asked me to be more forthcoming and be more open about right. how I feel. I come from an environment where we don't do that. Right. <laughs> you know, again, I'm from South America, right? So, mm-hmm. <laughs> and those things is very similar when you hear Brazilian men and that kind of thing. It's very, you know, very strong personality and you know that kind of stuff. So you don't really, we don't share. You know, we mm-hmm. come from we come from a school of thought of. You know, we stuff and stuff it away and you deal with it because it's just the way of life, the way you do things. Right. So those are the kind of things that I have to, that's how I was raised. So now I have, and I, you know, I was raised by my dad. Mm. So those are the kind of things that, you know, already instilled in us. So now we have to understand that. And my brothers and I talk about it all the time. We have to understand that to not duplicate, to be able to break that generational curse of, not sharing how you truly feel because when you don't share, then you open the door to start seeking other uh, uh, somebody else who you allegedly see as who relates to you more so than what you have at home. Mm. If that makes sense, absolutely. You you, op- you open up doors that you don't need to be open. That doesn't need to be open. And mm-hmm. I say that they are open or even available to be open. Well, thank you for that, uh, both. I have one more question, and we're going to wrap this one up. Um, mm-hmm. So, Dolphin, you've talked about it a lot. It seems like you've really experienced that, and you're going through it right now. I said it doesn't stop. Uh, even Marty just, just chime in. Like, how do you feel like you find that balance with that that with that being equal within a relationship? I mean, and, and maybe I'm saying it wrong. Maybe it's not equal, but to find a balance that men aren't necessarily you know, used to, but you're, you're, we're all in this, the, 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 the way we're living now, 
they're asking men to, from an emotional side, be more available. And with that, even hearing you speak about it, you know, just you coming out your box is is big in that in that area. So, you know, like you said, Marty, you, you have to be ready for it and understand that, you know, let me let me understand this is already hard for him. And if however it is comes out, I'm not taking it this way. But how do we as men, as we developed and grow, because that's what we're doing, growing when you step outside your box, how do we grow? in a healthy manner uh, with the way the world is changing and moving when there's more uh, expectation from men to not just be providers, but also to be emotionless support, be able to provide differently now for, for women and women are different now. You know, I, I think it again goes back to expectations and I hate to be leading that horse but 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 we have to learn how to um, effectively communicate and communicate in ways that is effective and that is pertinent to that particular relationship all marriages are different okay so we can't and, and, and too often we try to do a one-time fits all okay well we know that's a lie right um, and so as we massage the relationship, as we poke the relationship, as we um, put our arms around the relationship, we then begin to feed and feel off of each other. Right. Because if I truly love you mm. in this relationship, then I'm going to do those things to meet your need. I, I'm going to do those things to support you. Why? Because. I'm concerned. I'm rooting for the relationship. I'm not rooting for me. And and I say this one of the exercises I give to my couples is, is especially when there's a huge breakdown in communication and and even this definition of equality. I'll have them in the morning before they start their day. They wake up and say, you know, how can I support you in being successful today? Mm-hmm. And we start with just one basic need. Because what you're saying is, I want to know how, and, and I am, not only how can I support you, but I'm going to commit to supporting you. So I'm going to throw all my definitions or rules and what I think how I should be, and I'm going to listen to you and hear what you need from me mm-hmm. and commit to fulfilling that. And then at the end of the day, I'll, I'll, we then respond, what uh, was I able to meet your need today? If not, how can I better meet it tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Awesome. Because in asking that, we also have to give grace. Yes. Because the person's not going to get it right the first time. You know, so you say, hey, babe, see, sweetheart, what you did right for me was this, this, and this. Now, although I appreciate the effort here, what I would ask of you is that you do it this way instead of that way, and that would help me out so much. But I love you and appreciate you for the the, the efforts that you made because that demonstrated your love for me. That that right there changes the whole game. Yeah, thank you for that. Thank you. And almost more time that I both that both the five love languages. Yeah, and understand exactly mm-hmm. what your mate's love language is. You know, mm-hmm. 
those are the kind of things that, and the thing is, my, in my opinion, um, even though I didn't fully read that book, I've got the gist of it, and uh, my wife read the book, and we were yeah, talking about it a little bit. Right, right. Um, and it's one of those things that if you care about that person, you would, I think of things quite simply at times. If I like the car I'm driving, you tend to take care of the car you're driving. Hey. If you if you're a whole that's that's car good. guy, that's that's good. Good. Okay. Yeah. If you wash it weekly, you wax it, you cover all the tires, you condition the dash, you don't want it to crack and clean out the inside. You clean out the inside, you change the, you know, you take all the upper on the oil changes. All of those maintenance things that to keep that car running, if it's a car that you that you like, if you're a car, if it's just a car that right, right. you sort of get put around the city with, then you don't, you don't really care if it's dirty or not. It's, it's just a, you know, something didn't get you, it's a tool at that point. Right. So, mm-hmm. in my opinion, if you so how do you say you so called love a person, but then you don't do what you don't put the work in to show that person you right. You know, and I don't know. Don't, don't, don't think I got a this perfect dude out there because getting his rights all the time because you still have those momentary the moment of that you know last time. Exactly. Don't get it right. You know, because it's not it's not. I try to get it right more than I don't get it right. 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 And sometimes that's all you can ask for. So, and you have a, if you have somebody on your side that sees that, like a Martin Luther, understand that, you know, and yeah, he put it quite eloquently. You know what I mean? But he's a, <laughs> he's a cunning linguist. <laughs> I'm going to be careful Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So, and I think that, that I don't know, the intent is for her to be happy, right? And the intent is I want her to be mentally happy as well. So it's right. funny you say that, Marty, because we even put that practice into our kids. And you know, like the kids get older, and we talked about yes. how to roll take change. Mm. We have to ask them when our kids are away at college. We have to ask them how do you know how do you need me to be with you? That's good. That's different now. You know how do we how do we what do you need for us as right. a parent? Right. Because we want to be our know, babies, right? So we, we tend to want to overprotect. And that kind of, you know, they're 335, you know, 100 miles away at Brown. They're, they're, they're far, so we want to protect them. And we still want to protect them from a distance. But they don't need that. Because you, so you got to ask them those type of questions. Okay, what do you need from us? Same thing in your relationship. What do you need from me? Right. And then try your best to, to account to give them that. I think that's good. One of the things that you could probably think about doing. Awesome, gentlemen. Awesome. Thank you, Marty and and Dolphin, for um, really diving in deep with this. Um, Is equal really equal in relationships? And we kind of took a lot of different um, paths and in relationships so that, you know, we could kind of understand from a man's point of view how we go about creating those healthy um, conversations so that we can still have a voice and create, like I said, the balance that we need um, to 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 strengthen those relationships as we move forward. So thank you, listeners. Can I say, well, can, can sure, I sure, well, absolutely. Can sure. Uh-huh. Get off that subject? Huh? Yeah, go ahead, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think we talk about being equal. I don't really, and yeah, we talk about, you gotta be careful what you ask for being equal because in a lot of instances, especially, you know, with black women, 
because a lot, mm-hmm. you know, all I did was like with my life. So I can't speak about anything else. Right. You know what I mean? mm-hmm. A lot of times I hear them say that this is what I want in a man, right? Mm-hmm. But then when a man says this is what I want in a woman, mm-hmm. we, we are, we're a mess with opposition. Mm-hmm. How dare you say that? You know, unless it's just mm-hmm. me, unless it's just my experience, that kind of thing. It's almost like, but mm-hmm. well, you don't, do you, you know, you, it's almost like you, you don't have a, a preference to say, you know, a, 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 the right to say what you, you know, what you're looking for in a woman. But then, we're, a, a lot of black men are met with, I can't believe you're, you want that. I'm like, no, you want to be equal, right? <laughs> so why could you have a, a checklist of things that can be met? And then if a man has a checklist of things, it's a negative thing. Does that kind of make sense? Oh, absolutely. I'm in a dating game. I hear it all the time. And I think a lot of a lot of uh, women, not all women, a lot of women are not. Pre- we're, I don't think, you know, like just like we weren't prepared to talk and, and, and say how mm-hmm. we wanted to feel growing up. They weren't they mm-hmm. they didn't grow up hearing a man say how he really feels. So I, I, I see both sides. You know, I see both sides and I understand but I think a, a whole person understands that, hey, I have to be prepared to have these conversations. I may not like what the other person is saying, but I have to be open to know, hey, this is what I might get. And I think there, you know, we talk about it all the time with with, with, with this mental health and wellness is, you know, we, yeah. we understand it's about the approach. It's about how you feel, but it's also about the fact that and how we deliver those things. And sometimes it's not cookie cutter. It's hard to say, hey, you know what? Um, you know, you don't you don't like something about us. nobody likes to hear that they're not doing something right. But it's all about I think it's building that trust um, on both sides and understanding that you have your needs, I have your needs, and I think that and I think that is the true definition of emotionally mature. Because what you said was somebody wanting to know your list or the things and I don't is, is the things that you are looking for or desire to have, they have to be emotionally mature to take that as well. And you're I yeah, feel like yeah, it's unhealthy it's, if you can. It's, it's evolving all the time because you may you may have this magical list in your mind, but then you met a person that doesn't hit all those points together. And right. especially in, in this day and age of body positivity and all those different things, there's certain things that's taboo even right. as a man. Yeah. Right. Right. You know, but then being healthy and living a healthy lifestyle and wanting a person who lives a healthy lifestyle could be like, I can't believe you're you're trying to shame <laughs> trying to shame this person. Right. But, and, you know, and, and trying to be political here, but <laughs> you know, but, Yeah, I know what you mean. And, 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 and all those things I believe that because in all fairness, again if it's okay for one, it should be okay for the other to have those type of things they want for themselves or all right, guys, thank you so much for being on uh, for the Brother to Brother show. Uh, this conversation can, can continue to go on, um, but we definitely um, threw out some jewels tonight, and I really appreciate your time and being vulnerable and us having a healthy conversation about what men feel and how we get to that point to create um, a sense of balance. And I know we talked about it, this balance, you know, e- equal is not always equal, right? It's not always equal in a relationship. 
And I think that we we all have to understand that we're we're here to help, support, appreciate, and also create a level of balance in our relationships. So thank you again, um, Marty and Dolphin, for this conversation. Yeah, thank and thank you. you for all our listeners to the Brother to Brother Show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Please know we love you, work with us, be with us, and know we're coming from the heart. This is the Brother to Brother Show.